Hello and welcome to Wake Up Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Hello, and thank you for joining us at Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. This is Andrea Holman, and today is a very exciting day for me because I have the honor and the privilege uh, to have my really good friend and sister, Sonia Jackson-Miles, join me today. And I have been waiting for this and waiting for this for such a long time. (laughs) She knows it. She is just an incredible, incredible, loving woman. And um, I am so honored to have you as a friend, as a mentor, as a sister, and really have had the opportunity to get to know you and feel your love and encouragement through your friendship and the programs that you have going on with now for quite some time. And I cannot wait to dig into everything that is going on with you. So welcome, Sonia. Oh, it is such an honor to be here with you, Andrea. We have been talking about this for how long? And our crazy schedules just did not allow it. But everything in God's timing is perfect. Yes, that's absolutely true. That's so true. And I am so uh, thankful to have you on here. We have been discussing this last week. We were talking about bullying and trauma. And I know that you and I have discussed this for such a long time to be able to have the opportunity to speak on that subject that is so near and dear to your heart. And it's really your purpose. It's really what you have found is your true calling and your purpose that God has laid on your heart. And it's the the calling of your life. And it has been basically the essence now and the substance of your everyday essentials for your life to move forward with and really impact people. And we love you for that. We love you for that. Thank you. Not easy. It's not easy operating in purpose. Mm -hmm. See, everyone thinks that it's, oh, it's glamorous and oh, that's fun. No, this is hard work. And it's hard work because I'm focusing on the heart work. And you know, I use hashtag heart work. Yes. Uh, This is not an easy assignment, but boy, is it fulfilling. Yes. And and I know there's been many sleepless nights for you. You talked about that. At one point you said, I'll just sleep later. I got to get this work done. I got, I'll sleep later. And you always talk about the hard work because it is very hard to do that work. Not only is it time consuming, it's difficult emotionally and mentally and spiritually to look through that work and to really find the core essence of what's happening with you. And you and I talked about that even last week, how we need to more lead with love now than ever. And part of that work is really doing that heart work and finding out what that looks like for each of us and moving forward with that, what we're called to do in purpose. So I love right. that. I would love to tell you all just a little bit about Sonia. You and I have talked before. God has just blessed you immensely and you are always very quick. And I love that. You're always very quick to say it's all God. It's all him. And he laid a very pivotal moment in your life before you to take that step. And taking that step wasn't easy. Like you said, it's hard work, but it was so rewarding. Our Miss Sonia Jackson-Miles is the founder and CEO and president of the Sister Accord. 
You have over 20 years of experience in the corporate field at Ford Company, Gillette, and then at Procter & Gamble, where I had the um, divine pleasure to meet you and become friends with you. You have developed so many programs for leadership development, unity, mentorship, education, and relationship work, not just in the corporate world that you have been recognized for, but also now through your new work that you're doing with the Sister Accord. And we'll talk a little bit about that this time. And we'll also have another episode that will really go into detail about the Sister Accord Foundation with the Sister Accord and exactly what that means, talking about eradicating bullying and lifting up our sisters and loving each other and encouraging each other. And her book, which is amazing, it is 51 ways to love your sister, the sister accord. And there is also 51 ways to love your children as well. Both of these books are incredible. You all should read them. Just great, wonderful stories and insights and very encouraging to anyone who is looking to go down that route and do some heart work in their life as well. Thanks. Some of your awards, I'll start back in 2008 with the Essence Magazine's Women of Power Award, Bloomberg's Reports, History Makers in 2009. You have the Trumpet Award Foundation's Women in High Heels in 2010. Um, You were inducted into the FAMU School of Business and Industry Hall of Fame in 2011 and was named one of Black Enterprise Magazine's top executives in marketing and advertising that same year. Wow. In 2012, you were named the FAMU's 125th Most Outstanding Alumni in celebration of the university's 125th anniversary and was awarded the Gillette Legacy Award. I can only imagine that the work you did there was pivotal for taking you to where you are today. You were nominated in 2013 for the NAACP's Image Award in the debut author category for your book, The 51 Ways to Love Your Sister, and was honored with an exemplary achievement award from the state of Ohio Senate. I didn't even know this, which is the highest honor that you can get um, outside of a military person who has passed away for the Sister Accord. So how amazing, I'm sure that just, that just had to be one of those aha moments. Tell us about your story and your journey. And I'm just excited for people to get to know you. Oh, you are so kind, so kind. You know, when I think about my journey and I think about the fact that I am alive right now, um, it is an amazing, amazing thing because I'm a miracle. I mean, there were so many things from even conception. My mother and father were told that they couldn't have any more children. She would always talk about how, um, you know, you're just such a blessing to us, Sonia. You're such a blessing to us. And so I am very close with my my parents and my mother has transitioned to heaven, but um, she's still with me. But that is something that she always talked about. And it's a story of believe. When you believe, amazing things can happen in your life. Yes. My mother and father had to believe, even though the doctor said one thing, right? they had to believe that they could conceive again. And so I am a miracle. Mm-hmm. Is It's a very simple way yeah. of breaking it down. I'm a miracle then that had to really truly understand what's my purpose. Like, 
what was placed on the inside of me as I was formed in my mother's womb, mm -hmm. I had to go on a very difficult journey of understanding. Are you sure it wasn't easy, Sonia? Are you sure it wasn't easy? Because that's what I, I hear. <laughs> sister, 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 it needs to be a movie. Mm -hmm. It does. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to come out. Yes, but I had all the trappings of success, right? Mm -hmm. I had worked hard in school. I had an amazing career continuing to progress. I loved my work. I loved the, the work that I did in corporate America. Right. But God kept saying to me, listen, you're successful there because mm -hmm. I allowed you to be, yes. but that's not what I created you to do. And, and I was afraid of moving away from what I was comfortable in. I had learned corporate America and I had learned from Ford, Gillette, and PNG, how to operate, how to connect with people, how to really effectively lead, mm -hmm. right? So I was one of those people who would come into an organization and because I think big and I'm a dreamer and mm -hmm. creative, you know, I, I would see things. I was able to connect the dots and people would always ask me, how did you get suppliers to do that? How did, you, how did you get those kinds of results? And all I did was made sure that I used the core and essence of what God placed inside of me. And that is, I love myself. Yeah. And then I can extend that love and respect to others. And so we just had some really great relationships. I had great relationships with my suppliers. I had great relationships with people inside the company. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me to then be able to perform effectively. And so it's a blessing when I sit still and listen to you. I'm like, gosh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> but when I launched my very first tea party in Cincinnati, mm. oh, our state senator, Eric Kearney, came to that event and gave me that award. I thought I was going to just lay out on the floor. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. And your tea so party. Yes, your tea party is a result of the work that you did with the Sister Accord, because that is part of your platform to be able right. to go out and share that love and encouragement with others that you right. learned and also God drawing that out of the essence of who you were, that relationship yeah. building capability to be able to cross barriers and break down walls and extend that so that people really, really felt the love and that relationship that you offered them. And that was how you were able to make those changes in life. People are just mm -hmm. drawn to you. And, and I wow. love the um, opportunity that you actually had to speak. I know you know the moment I'm talking about. It's when you first revealed the Sister Accord to the world. And will you give us a little just take on how you were invited, what happened, and specifically what was said to you? right after you made the speech that you made and not to bring any politics into this whatsoever at all. This is all about love and encouragement, but you all, this is a God thing because this woman has been trained and brought up and taught and has been a blessing all the way through to be set up for these exact moments in your life and to live out your purpose. You are here for this moment. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting, or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest.
So come on and tell us what it was, girl. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. And I received a text message on um, inauguration day from my sister, Mickey Taylor. Mm. And she was going back to when the sister court was brought to life. Right. I was asked to speak at an inaugural event for President Obama's first inauguration on Capitol Hill and was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> you were like, wait a minute, I don't know who I am. What's happening? Yeah, I'm like, me? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, I went to bed one night. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about it. And one night I had this dream and I saw myself, I mean, I was in front of large crowds and I mean, just all these things happening. God speaks to me very clearly in my dreams. Mm. And I was like, what is this? What is that? I didn't, I didn't quite understand it. But what I always tell people is your purpose oftentimes will lie right in your soul mm -hmm. regarding the things that really matter to you, the things that bother you, the things that really get under your skin. Right. And so I saw this dream and I saw this sister accord resolution. I looked at this thing and I said, wow, what is this? Like, what is this? <laughs> so I called the, the lady uh, back, Candace, who had invited me. And I said, now, I know you have your program and everything that you, your agenda is all set. I said, but I want to ask you, can I close your event out with a resolution versus speaking? So here I am asking this lady. Now she called me to ask me <laughs> if I would speak. Hello. And here I am, you know, asking her if she would change her program. Sure, why not? I'm like, ooh, you know, that takes a lot of nerve, but I got the courage to ask. Yes. And after I read the sister of poor resolution to her, there was silence. And what I always say, one of my original quotes is in the absence of information, people make stuff up. When they make it up, they typically go negative. So the fact that she was silent, my mind had already started with the negative self-talk. Oh, she hates it. Oh, why did I do this? Why did I say that? Why did I ask her? Why did I share it? All this stuff. She then opens her mouth and says, Sonia, this is so incredibly beautiful. You will be before kings and queens with the sister accord. And I'm like, okay, lady, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to do a great job for you yes. on Capitol Hill. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. So Mickey Taylor from Essence, and she's from Essence Magazine, by the mm -hmm. way. Mickey Taylor was at the event. And she says, sister, there was a shift in the universe when you presented the sister accord. Did you feel it? And I'm like, okay, here's another person saying stuff that I don't understand. Right. What are you talking about? Right. And I had to really wrap my mind around all these people coming up to me. They were from all over the, over the globe. And they said, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with this? 
this is huge. This is significant. This is yes. what my mother remembers. This is, you know, I mean, it was just, I was over, I was just overtaken by yeah. it all. I was just like, wow, what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know how you feel like sometimes you have these out-of-body experiences? Yes. And I, I sat on the sister accord for a while because I was focused on work and mm-hmm. I was afraid. And, you know, a lot of times we are afraid of our light. That's why I talk to people all the time. Walk in the light, embrace the light. Mm-hmm. Because so often we're afraid of it. Right. But that's where, that's where amazing things happen in light. And so I finally said yes to God. Here I am, just use me. <laughs> After he laid me out on my back and, they, mm-hmm. and, and the doctor said that I had a herniated disc. I just want to know where is that herniated disc now? Because once I birthed everything that he asked me to, I have no pain. Yeah. No pain yes. at all. Yes. On my back. Yes. God says there won't be any pain without birthing something new, the new beginning. It will happen. And I mean, that is evident to that point right there. And what's so powerful about that, and, and Mickey Taylor reminds me of this. She said, because of your obedience, Sonia, you know, you unleashed this whole notion of women treating each other with love and yeah. eradicate mean girl behavior. Once you unleashed it, see, that was your assignment. So yes. once you, you had to unleash it because it was yours. Mm-hmm. Now, all of these other people can do their part in bringing it to life. So it may not be labeled sister accord, but the fact that you unleash this and put this into the universe. Yes has allowed other people now to do what they needed to do. Exactly. It's it's amazing to me that you were able to do that, even though at the moment and then at the time, you really didn't recognize it. You really didn't recognize it for what it was because sometimes we have these things that happen and it, and it is just so true that we try to hold on to things so tightly and control them and do everything that we think we need to do to make it work and make it happen and, and let it be out there but it's really in God's control. And when you give that over to God to let him take it, there is nothing that we could dream big enough or large enough on such a grand scale that he can't do. And then some, like way beyond some, we don't have that ability to take it and do with it what he can. We have to obey that calling to be able to get led to our purpose so that he can use us for it. Yes. And and you girl, you unleashed it. You did. (laughs) You took it and it went, it it has gone internationally. It has just gone amazingly. I would like to take a step back because one of the things I want to talk about is some of the things that led you to this. You had been trained corporately. You had been raised in church. You had had all these experiences and these things in life that were just really wonderful things. But along the way, there's always the stumbling block. Along the way, there is the trauma. Along the way, there is the bullying. It's in those moments that happen to us that we either allow them to define us or we have to make the decision at some point in time to say, I've had enough. I'm no longer going to walk in this. If you would just share with us some of the things that happened in your life that weren't so nice and weren't so good 
some of the traumas and things that, and the bullying that led you into this place where you, you had a lot of work. When you talk about the heart work, you had work to do on you as well. Very poignant to what happened for you. So would you mind sharing with us a little bit about what happened and how you got to where you were to make that pivotal change when God said it's time? Yeah, you know, I didn't even realize it. I didn't even call it bullying when I was growing up and was chased by my neighbor's dog um, every day, every day. I'm running from Buster every day, every day. It's really sad when you think about what happens when we're bullied. Mm -hmm. What happens deep inside of us? What happens to our spirits and souls? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Down to the DNA. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is sometimes you take on all this stuff that people are saying about you. And before you know it, you are operating totally outside of yourself. Right. And you and I both know when we do that, when we get sucked into other people's dysfunction, we know what happens. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't even realize that I was being bullied. <laughs> you know, him saying, get her, get her, Buster, get her. And I'm, and I'm running. See, Buster never caught me, Buster never bit me, mm -hmm. but in my mind he had. Mm -hmm. So think about all that, that I had to shake. So I had a phobia of dogs for most of my life Right. that really impeded and impacted. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in Europe and places, dogs are everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're in the, they're in the hotels, they're yes. in the restaurant. Yes. And so I would find myself freaking out. I tried to cover it up, but I'd be freaking out. I'm like, that dog is going to come get me. He's going to bite me, you know? So it really had a negative impact. It had traumatized you to a place of fear. And it was oh because my this person had intentionally released this dog. He made the choice for you to bully you. You know, I talk about, you know, when I was younger, my brother was a boxer and a, and a wrestler. And you get into the ring and you know that there's a set set of rules that you participate into that. Uh, and both make the decision to enter and have that, right. have, have that confrontation and that fight. But when you're being bullied, the choice isn't yours. It's been taken oh. away from you because the power has been taken away from you. That's and right. he created That's this right. cycle for you. Yeah. And all I was trying to do was ride my bike, right? You know, I wasn't bothering him, but that's what happens. Bullies don't care about that. Mm -mm. Right. Like I said, I didn't realize it until later in life, but I knew that this thing was controlling me mm -hmm. in ways that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to buy Socrates, who's baby, a Bichon Frise, after a very embarrassing situation where my boss's dog was, <laughs> was let out after yes. we were at, at a global meeting. I knew then when I asked him to put his dog away, I said, I'll never get another promotion ever uh, at work. You know, <laughs> that's cool. like, I am done. It is over for me. But someone let the dog out and there's the dog coming towards me and I'm screaming and, you know, I'm so Didn't you and jump over a couch? Oh, I was up on the back of the couch. Yeah, I know. I, know. Oh, I started I laughing. So <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard the story so many times and I've heard you laugh. I know. For people who are really afraid of it, I apologize. I'm not really laughing at you. I'm, I'm laughing at Sonia. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. 
but but oh I do understand God, so the phobia. The phobia oh is God. very real. Yes. I had to do something about that because I didn't like the fact that it controlled me. Yes. And so I decided to buy a dog and Socrates has changed and touched my life in so many different ways. And so conquering that fear gave me the confidence to really say, you know what? God's got me. Mm-hmm. He's got me in everything, Right. everything. I can yes. do all things. Isn't yes. that the scripture? Mm-hmm. What's left out of all? Nothing. Nothing. So once I did that, it gave me the courage to then make some decisions that I had to make to pursue my entrepreneurial path mm-hmm. and leave a role that I really enjoy where I was buying, I was responsible for all packaging globally for Procter & Gamble, about $6 billion. Right. And, and, you know, so I loved packaging. I love the world of marketing. Yes. But God said, no, you have something else to do. And so I left P&G seven, a little over seven years now. Yep. And I know, I know you had a corporate experience as well, that when you look back at it, you knew that you were being bullied at the time. And that was one of the things you had to also walk through before you could really say yes to this. Um, Can you share a little bit about that for people who are in those situations? I, uh... boy, this is tough. But you know, I had a problem with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I had a real problem with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I am so incredibly fiercely loyal. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to take care of you. I will protect you fierce, right? Yeah. And so when someone would betray that trust, for me, it was like, all right, all right, Mm -hmm. all right, right. But I was not forgiving. And I had a guy moment during my prayer meditation time where God was like, you're not that important. Come on, get over yourself. You're not that important if people aren't going to do something to you. So get over yourself. That is tied to ego. Mm -hmm. You have got to learn how to forgive. If you want me to forgive you, you're not perfect. Right. I have to give you grace. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to do the same thing for others. And it was a huge, huge lesson. And I had to use it with a a boss that I had who was just mean. (laughs) And I had never had that happen. You know, what's going on here? I had decided to have a courageous conversation with her that shared how her behavior was impacting me. Mm-hmm. What I realized is that while I was receiving the brunt of the behavior, it really wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand that people are dealing with their own stuff. And right. sometimes we just happen to be convenient. We just happen to be in the right place. And so right. that forgiveness that I extended to her, it was like, God said, now you get it. So once I did that, man, it's like, he just added all these things unto me. I can live literally be saying, I write in my journal, I'm writing things down and I'll say, huh, it would be really nice to connect with so-and-so. I'll write it down. I'll get an email. I'll get a text message. I mean, like really amazing things happen where he has just already gone before me and connected the dots. He has already put me on someone else's mind. It happened that way once I walked in forgiveness. Yes. Because none of us are perfect. No. Now, I'm not saying allow people to misuse you and abuse you over and over and over again. No. We don't do that. 
No, God doesn't call us to do that. He doesn't call us to do that. Mm -mm. And so I had to learn how to give grace. I had to learn how to be patient and kind and loving consistently when perhaps I didn't want to be. Right, right. And that really helped to shape how I put the sister court all the programs and everything together, the curriculum that's in schools, that is what I used to be able to develop that. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and and living through the experiences, that's that's the part of the journey. That's the part of that's the journey. That a lot of times when we're living through the challenge and the trial, we don't understand it. And sometimes we can't even put words to what we are right. feeling, but he always has meaning and purpose in what is going on and what is oh, happening and what what we are experiencing in our life, even at the most gut-wrenching moments of my life, it has purpose because they brought me to here. And if I hadn't have lived through each one of those things, it just like you in your life, we would not have arrived at the moment we needed to arrive at to be able to learn the lessons, to pull from it so that we can be who we are going to be in serving out the purpose we have. That's, right. that's just to me is what's so beautiful about your story, but there's just so much more to Sonia's background and the things that she's lived through and a lot of the, the things that she has risen above. It all goes back to her really wanting to serve and encourage others and to be that person who shows up consistently. It's very freeing because it opens up that avenue and that pathway for relationship which is so key for you and what you're doing. It's using those words in the right way to love and nurture and and honor people instead of bullying them and tearing them down and creating trauma because our words are so important and they carry so much weight. Everyone is valuable. Everyone is needed. Everyone is special and we are required. We are required to do the work we're supposed to do. And I am so glad that you found yourself walking in your work because if it wasn't for you answering your call, I would not be where I am today answering mine and living out and walking out my purpose. And that's just really the truth of it. It really is the truth of it because Mm -hmm. of what happened and how God brought us together in the second act of our story. I appreciate you and appreciate all your time that you've given us today for this episode. Well, sending lots of love through the airwaves. You know, this is another love fest. I call all the events that I do love fest. I I just want everyone to recognize that there is always a seat at the table for excellence. Mm -hmm. Even when people are trying to move you out of the way, when people are trying to make you feel less than, there is always a seat at the table for excellence. Focus on being excellent. It may not be at the table that you're at right now, Mm -hmm. but there will be a table for you. There will be a table prepared before you Mm -hmm. that is for you and that's what we have to remember so that we don't get sucked in to other people's dysfunction and not operating in the core and essence of our being. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And on that note, Sonia, thank you so much for joining us today, this week on this episode. I hope that um, everyone will reach out to you and learn more about your programs and what you're doing and how you're loving and encouraging others. And all of her information will be shared below as well. And you will have the opportunity to hear a lot more coming up in this next episode next week with Sonia Jackson Miles from the Sister Accord. Thank you so much for being with me today. I love you, sister. I, I appreciate you. you. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm so proud of you.
Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for spending your time with me. I appreciate it. Stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, be you, because I'm taken. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their wake up, take a minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.